Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock and then Dr. Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion and your health advice. Feel free to get online for computer problems and issues, 1-800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC on this glorious Saturday morning. Yes, we were all supposed to be at the UConn game, I know, to watch the marching band. Not just kidding. <laughs> That's why I was going to be there. <laughs> um, but obviously, due to the hurricane, um, the game was canceled, and... Uh, we're all now trying to figure out what to do on a Saturday morning. And here Bob and I are doing what we do best. Let's get to your calls. Sherry in West Hartford first. Hey, Sherry. Hi. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks. Um, I have a problem with my computer. Um, I had left it for about a half hour, and then I came back, and it said it was having trouble. couldn't get out of the sleep mode, which I've had many mornings, but my <laughs> computer should not have this problem. So um, I, I forced it shut and put brought it back up, and it was fine. Yeah, It happened one other time, and now it hasn't happened since then, but okay. I'm not quite sure what caused the problem to begin with. Well, if it hasn't happened in a while, I'm not sure you want to worry too, too much about it. You're waking the computer up uh, from its hibernation. You have a, a hibernation mode. You have sleep modes. You can mm-hmm. have it shut down, obviously. And you know, every now and again, when you, ru- when you move that mouse or keyboard, it, d- it doesn't notice it, and it, and it doesn't bring it live again. Um, I'm trying to think, Bob, in your experience out there in our client base, have you ever seen any reasons why sleep mode doesn't wake up or is there um, anything, anything, any pattern? I, I really can't. And I tell you, I have that problem with my trusty laptop here. Every now and again, yeah. Yeah, quite frequently, as a matter okay. of fact. So I wouldn't be too, too concerned. Um, I would say that if you haven't power cycled your machine um, in a while, that could be part of the problem. It's it's going in and out of sleep mode, and it really wants to be power cycled. Then that means just you know using it. Is that the no? Sorry, I, I actually you're like the fourth or fifth person to say what the heck does power cycle what mean? What the heck does power cycle? A power mean? cycle to to me means you're turning it off and turning it back on again. Oh, I see. Okay. So we want you to power cycle that your 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 device, and most likely if you do that occasionally, you'll have more consistency with your. In and out of sleep mode. Same thing with your phone, your cell phone. If your if your cell phone starts to act wonky, uh, power it off for crying out loud. It's yeah. never been po- powered off for maybe a month or two, and always clean out your texts uh, or your machine. Your your phone will just go run so slowly. Well, th- then you know what? That solves the other problem with my phone. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I I can just see when my, when my wife is banging on her phone trying to get oh this darn phone. I'm like, well, did you clean your texts out? Really? She, there's thousands of texts in there, so uh, your phone is trying to bring them up every time. So clean it out. Okay, you've solved two of my problems. Thank you <laughs> Let's very hope. much. All right, Sherry. Good go. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, power cycling stuff, it works. Um, it's a, Your system needs to be start 
started fresh. And I would tell you that if you know if if you're not going to be using your machine for a longer period of time, a couple couple of few days, you should turn it off. It's just not worth it leaving it on. Let's go to John in Bristol. Hey, John. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm looking to do some upgrading on my my network at home. Okay. I, I already I already purchased my own modem, so I don't have to pay Xfinity a ten dollar fee every month. Awesome. Currently, I'm using a I think it's an Aris 4140, which is giving me supposedly like 8x speed. 8x. Know, well, you know, they tell you 343 megabytes max or something like that. On, on the box, it says up to 8x speed. You can get new ones now that are up to 32x, like 1.4 gigs that it's supposed to be. Now, I don't know if, you know, if that really makes well, a difference. It all comes down to what you're paying for from the internet provider. And that's kind of what I figured. If I'm yeah. only paying for the basic one, it's not going to make that much difference on what I purchase. It won't make any any difference, yeah. The cable modem. Correct. Okay. So if you're paying for a 50 megabit connection, you could buy a gigabit capable modem. You're only going to get 50 megabits. Right. I got to double check what that is. We did have Boost at one time, uh-huh. and when we downgraded our system to really, I've cut cable to a point where I've got antennas on two TVs and yeah. I got basic cable and that's it. Yep. So I'm doing I'm doing more streaming. And I like to you know make sure that I can I do get some buffering issues. Um, right now I'm using an, an older um, Apple Airport Extreme. Uh huh. And, and an Apple Airport Express. I know you guys aren't big Apple guys, but I'm a multimedia guy. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. Look at your first. Look at your megabits you're, you're using you know, for your for your internet provider. How many megabits are you paying for on the download side? Right. So do a speed test. Yep, I've done that. So I get about twenty three to twenty five on the download side and five to six on the up upload side on a good day. Okay, that's a little weak. A little. Yeah. Now, how many people in your house are streaming? Two, me and my wife. Then that's plenty of speed. Okay. So the buffering issue could be your actual devices. The Apple devices uh, are not able to keep up with um, the technology. So, and that's kind of kind of what Apple does is they uh, they always put together a very expensive box that is probably obsolete when you bought it. So yeah. if it's been around the block a while, look at a replacement to that, like a. I'm going to say it, a TiVo, a Roku, uh, something more current. I have, I have I have a Roku, but you know, again, it's probably Roku two. It's an older generation. Yeah. Um, Upgrade. Get, get a get a current piece of hardware so it'll handle the stream coming at you. And if you're okay. still then experiencing buffering issues, then you will have to increase your bandwidth a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was doing a little digging into the. Uh, the utilities on the airport and stuff, and I can see the, the devices that are connected to it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell me the speed that some of them are getting. And then the weird thing was, like, my, my iPhone is getting, like, 130 megs. and my That's, that's I, the connectivity, but go ahead. Yeah, and then, like, my Apple uh, TV is only getting, like, 10 or 12. And well, there's your problem. Yeah. Is so, there a way to, to change what's going where, or is that just inherent? To the hardware that's built into that piece of equipment because it's old. It's inherent to the hardware. Okay. So if you get a, a, a if you're connecting at a hundred with your phone, you're using you're utilizing the codec and the protocol that that phone can handle with your Wi-Fi. The yeah. ten the ten megabit right there just just cut your 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 uh, streaming in half. Okay. If you get and a yeah, if you get if a current, I get more of a current one, it's going to be able to you know. So, yeah. So you, there's two there's two things at play. 
your bandwidth from your internet provider, which in your case is 25 whole megabytes. Okay. Yep. So everything from the outside world of the cloud is coming into your home at 25 megabytes. Think of that as yep. a one inch pipe of water. Okay. You're, you yep. have a one inch pipe. Yep. Now, internally, that one inch pipe is shrinking down to a straw to get to your, to get to your uh, streaming TV, your yep. Apple Air, because that's only down to 10 meg, right? Yeah. Your phone goes from that one inch pipe back into a 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inch pipe, right? It doesn't mean right. that the bandwidth from a 25 is any fat. It just happens to be, you know, getting through there, the big, big, fat 12 inch pipe. So right. it doesn't, it doesn't change the speed of the stream. It right. doesn't improve things for you. It just means you're capable of pulling more right. through. So okay. that you got to upgrade your technology around it. So it's all maximized to what you're getting from the internet. Okay. Another thing you might want to think about is you want to check on your uh, airport express and see which uh, technology it's using. I did a quick Google, and it looks to me like they use um, 802.11G and 802.11N, which yeah. are slower technologies today. So yeah. I would say that you'd want something that's using 802.11AC, which right. gives you a gigabit speed over the air, and it also utilizes what they call MIMO, multiple in, multiple out, multiple antennas. Right. So right. that each device would get its own connection wirelessly and have full speed instead of sharing. And I, and I think that was part of the thing about the modems that I was looking at was that it says you can have um, different channels that you can, you know, like you say, if you have eight devices, it can be separated so that they're all getting their own channel rather than all trying to glom onto. Yeah. So what you want to buy, though, there. you want to buy a separate modem, just a modem for your Internet. Yep. And then a new router, fire, yeah. a new wireless router to handle offering your home that bandwidth. Now, the main reason I'm using all the Apple products, again, because I'm an Apple guy, but if I, and I really like using my iTunes to stream music through my home stereo system. You can do all and that I can, stuff. And I can do that even with just a regular Linksys or it doesn't matter. Well, so here, you, this is the thing, right? Are you... I would I would hope to to goodness that Apple doesn't force you in such an ecosphere that you couldn't take a Linksys and stream your stuff to your stereo. I would contend right. they don't. So you should be able to buy any brand of firewall router and get to your stereo because your stereo is connecting over Wi-Fi, right? Um, I, I don't think so because it's it's. I mean, again, it's a. This is a thirty-year-old stereo that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, your stereo doesn't even know what Wi-Fi is. So, so how <laughs> no, are how are you well, getting the music to your stereo? Well, it's probably the old one of the oldest Airport Express presses where I believe there's a USB plug. Oh, so you're physically from, connected. Yeah, it goes from the Airport Express to a like an RCA jack or yeah. whatever. RCA. RCA. Well, Who uses RCA? Right. Hold it. That's hey, like you know, 80s. <laughs> I like, I like, you know, exactly. You know, I bought my stereo at the Hi-Fi Stereo House in Newington when it was still around back yep. in the 80s. I got you. you. Know? Yep. Um, so this will all change, so, John. So I mean, there, there are stereos now that are have built-in Wi-Fi, that have built-in Spotify, they have built-in applications, right. built-in right. Bluetooth. So you're most st- of those things are crap. You know, they break in three years. I'm with this you. This thing here is 40 years old. And I know. It's still great. I, I know. I hear you. I completely hear you. <laughs> So the, you're, um, you should be able to connect your stereo in whatever weird cable you're using to get to right. uh, your, your music because in some way. Because they use standard protocols. That's part of the IEEE. Yeah. So when I talk about 802.11, 
you know, yeah. B, G, N, or AC. These right. are public standards that all the, all the hardware manufacturers have to comply right. with right. so that they make some interoperable. So it doesn't matter if it's Apple or something else. If you want to stick with Apple, you can stick with Apple. Just make sure you get one that complies with the 802.11ac. Actually, I bet you might have trouble right. even with a new Apple device. It may not have the old port to connect to your stereo. Well, that's what I'm trying. I noticed that Apple just released a new Airport Express mm-hmm. um, that does have the AC, GN, you know, all the different letters. Um, but does it have that port you need for your old stereo? You know, now that I think I got I got to double check and see because just like Apple, you know, you, you can't even plug an Ethernet cable into your new laptop unless you buy an adapter for Lightning. Yeah. You know, or Fire. You know, it's like okay. I know. I know they kill me. They're just as bad as the drones I use with DJI. You can't even buy a new upgrade without buying new batteries all the time. You know. Yep, I'm charging mine today. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, we're going flying. I gotta, I gotta uh, film the marching band on Wednesday night, ah, so they can watch cool. their, they can watch their drill. Yeah, no. So, John, I mean, you do have to upgrade your your infrastructure, and and once you get your infrastructure up to date, you'll be able to take advantage of your full 25 megabits. And after all that. If you still have a buffering issue, then you pay for more bandwidth from the cable company. But do everything you can first to yeah. not pay the cable company. Oh right. yeah, that's that's my goal. I right. would contend. You know, I, we went we went from uh, two hundred dollars down to ninety eight dollars, and it's a good feeling. All know? right, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, I would contend that twenty five megs is more than enough for two that, people. That's what I use. I stream all the time. Yeah, it's for, all, what, all, okay. Yeah, streaming right. Twenty five should be fine. What about yeah. uploading? Because I'm uploading a lot of large files. You know. 4K video to Dropbox and stuff like that, and with only five or six. Well, that's up to you if you want to spend extra money or who cares how long it takes, really. Why do you yeah. care? You don't care. Do the upload and then uh, walk away. That's true. One last question. Yeah. If, if I purchase a new um, modem, I'm using OpenDNS. Yeah. It's no problem just to plug it in and, and Xfinity or whatever will still connect to it like it normally does. And once all my devices are connected, then I go in and change my change it to the open DNS. On the router, not on the modem. The modem's separate. So the modem's plugging directly into your internet provider. Then the yep. mo- and then the other side goes into your new router that you need to replace your air your airport there. Yep. Um, yep. Within the airport, you then reconfigure open DNS and then you're all set. But I don't need to do anything with the modem. No, the modem. the modem should just, as long as you buy a compatible modem for your service, you'll be fine. It should okay. be just a dumb device. Yeah. No, just like the dumb owner <laughs> or operator. Well, All right, guys. All right, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. Our pleasure. All right. We're going to uh, step out for a break, get back to more of your calls. We have four lines wide open. We're here till 11 o'clock, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online. We have uh, three lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Definitely want to talk a little bit about the cloud. We talked about the last caller where he wanted to buy his own modem rather than rent it from the internet company for $10 a month forever. Uh, I mean, these guys will do this with the cloud. That's the whole point of the cloud. We have concepts uh, in our business practice having to do with voice over IP PBXs. They're called phone systems, and there's folks out there that are trying, and they're just they're successful at it, at selling you a rental of your phone in perpetuity, just like the internet com- the internet company will sell that modem to you forever. Um, so you can buy a fifty dollar modem, or rent it for ten bucks a month forever. 
you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see the silliness of that, right? 50 bucks once, 10 bucks forever. Who's winning? Same thing in phone systems. You buy the phone system once, or they're going to tell you, just pay us anywhere from 7 to 12 bucks a month per phone so you can have access to your PBX in the cloud. So instead of dropping a couple grand on the phone system once, you're paying 7 to 10 or 12 bucks per handset forever, which just so you know will equate to literally buying that phone system every 5 years over and over and over and over and over again. Somehow they've convinced folks to do this. I don't know how or why, but it uh, it is rather funny. And we used to talk about Esther Strouch. Remember that mm-hmm. that woman yes. who paid like twenty eight thousand dollars over her life to AT and T to rent a rotary phone, and that was big news of the poor that you know the the Ma Bell there took advantage of her and a lot of other people. Yeah, you know, to rent the, the hardware from them forever. And it just doesn't make any sense. We're all trying to cut the cable. We're all trying to save money. So you've got your cable modem you're paying forever. You've got that little digital tuner per computer you're paying forever. They just keep adding on and adding on for the ability, for the privilege of connecting to their cloud. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. And we got a call. Danny Glastonbury. Hey, Danny, what's up? Hey, i got a question again about that Experian hack. Yeah. Now, Equifax, like said, Equifax. We have a credit freeze uh, at all three places with our thing. But when they hacked that, could they have possibly found out what what our password was for our freeze at Experian? No, no. They're, they're going to find out you, Danny. They're going to know your name, your social security number. Okay. So basically they know everything about you to steal your identity thanks to it's Equifax, not Experian. Right. But uh, that's the issue here in that you – but the bad guy, because you have a credit freeze, can't open – an account with the other dingling credit agencies because you've already put a freeze right, on it. I mean, it. if I've got a password, because we have a password we have to mail to them. Right. I don't think they've got that information from Equifax. Okay, so they wouldn't but I don't have know. enough to keep that with our social Oh, I have numbers. no idea. Uh, I, would, I would bet you they might. Oh, so uh, it's probably good to ch- call and change your password then right If away. you have that freeze, that would be a good idea, sure. Why not? Yeah. For whatever yeah. it's worth. Yeah, and listen, let's move to Rhode Island. It's going to be part-time, and yeah. even if I'm there on weekends, I'm going to still terrorize you. That's fine. It's fine. But who, who moves to Rhode Island? It's cold. Why are you going that way? Wouldn't you not head south? No. No. Okay. Okay. All right, Danny. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Move to Rhode Island. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful state. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to get listeners mad, but if I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm th- heading south someday. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm planning. Not too, not too far <laughs> south, but south enough. We're gonna get a, we got a caller coming in right now. Before we go to the bottom of the hour, we're gonna to go to Craig in Southington. Hey, Craig, what's up? Hey, uh, I have a question about purchasing my own modem. I currently have one from uh, from Cox. Yeah, and uh, I think they installed it maybe four years ago, so it's kind of getting getting on. But if I'm gonna replace that, do I have an option to purchase? Yeah, my. Own? Yeah, you can go right to you can go right to Staples, right down in Southington Center down there by uh, BJ's, and they'll have a rack right there that says, you know, modems for Cox, modem for Comcast. I I bought a Netgear for my Southington Cox connection, and Got it. yeah, and just make you know it'll be Do- it'll be DOSIS three and fifty bucks later it's all yours and you're not renting it from the boys at Cox anymore. I don't need to let them know I'm installing it. You will. 
Um, this is yeah. Hook- they need the MAC address in order to make it work. Yeah, so they they are allowing you to have internet to a MAC address. A MAC address is a unique number on every piece of of technological equipment on the planet, and you have to give them the new MAC address. And they're not going to give you any hard time. They're happy to do it. Just take, and that literally only takes a few minutes to have them change that for you. It's not a big deal. Hey, thanks. I also have a, a, a Netgear router, kind of that blade look. I'm, I'm not at home, so I don't know what model it is. Yep. That's all about two or three years old. Is that something I should replace after two or three years? After two or three years, you're probably fine. It's probably fairly current if it's that young. So go check your, do your speed tests. If you're getting your speed at all your devices with what you're paying from, from Cox, then I would leave it as it is. Okay, good deal. All right, Greg. Thanks, guys. Yep, you got it. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines for you. Ken came in from Avon, so hang on. And a couple lines uh, open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that works with us at Tab Computer Systems. Comes in and helps me out with your computer questions, comments, and concerns. The lines are all chock full. And uh, let's do our best to get to all your calls if we can here before uh, the top of the hour. We're going to go to Ken and Avon next. Hey, Ken. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I'm parked on the side of the road here, so I'm not uh, right at my computer. But I've got this recurring problem. Uh, I have an old uh, Dell uh, computer and probably eight years old, Mm -hmm. and uh, I use... um, Xfinity is my carrier, and mm-hmm. and uh, whenever I'm on the internet, yep. and um, I'm I'm uh, typing away or answering something or ordering something, uh, all of a sudden I'm something has popped up, and I'm without any notice or anything. I'm in the middle of some other page where they're asking me to do something. Right. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a dinosaur at this, so I That's don't okay. know the, the, the verbiage. Yeah, you, uh, your browser's been hijacked, Ken. It has. Yeah. No, that's not the proper actions of browsers these days. They shouldn't t- take you somewhere you haven't asked to go. So you have some level of malware that uh, is delivering you to these ads um, either you know they're either malicious ads or they're just you know it's just malware. Your your browser's been hijacked. So number one, you need to run malware bytes. Have you heard us talk about that before? Yes, I have. So on our website, we'll put a link to malware bytes. Um, there's probably links going back in the past as well. Run that and see if it finds anything. It probably will. Okay. Then um, do you run Open DNS like we talk about? That I don't open DNS. Yeah, open DNS is a web filter. That, no, I don't. Okay, so there's a link to that. Um, so many times uh, on our site, you're going to take a look at that information, and you're going to set up open DNS on your okay. system. And if you're not sure how to do that, you can. You might need a little help, but just read the instructions. It's it's not that hard. Um, right. And so after you've run malware bytes and cleaned off the hijack. Uh, clear your cache on your browser because it's part of your problem as well. Do you know how to clear your cache? Nope. We're going to put a link for that as well. What browser are you using, Ken? 
Are you using the little E with the halo? Are you using the fox around the world? Or are you using the beach uh, ball? Fox around the world. All right. So clear the cache on the fox around the world. Call Firefox uh, because okay. it could be contributing to your browser hijack. So those three things should, once you put those in place, stop this from occurring. If you don't put OpenDNS in place, uh, you, wherever you're going, you're going to get this again. So oh. you could have a hobby. Let's say you have a hobby for something and you're Googling it and you're going to a site that may itself be uh, infected. It can deliver this stuff to you. So oh, okay. wherever you're going is giving you this problem. All right. All right. Well, uh, I'll go. I'll head to the house and I will get on it. And All right. what happens? I may be calling again. Uh, we're, we're here every Saturday, Ken. Okay, thanks so much. <laughs> All right, good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. All right, let's move on to uh, Nick and Madison next on The Longest. Hey, Nick. Hey, good morning. How morning. are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, so my question, actually, you, you've just I never heard about OpenDNS. That's an interesting one. But my question is, well, I, I just took two Airport Express, and I put them together. I coupled them. Yeah. So I get, um, you know, Wi-Fi around my whole house. Yeah. But my question is basically... Um, I'm curious about getting like iTunes playing on the whole house. So, how do I connect my music, say for my TV, even, uh, you know, uh, through? Um, I'm trying to think of the the Amazon Fire Stick to play through the house, say YouTube. So, so my question is, how do I get YouTube to play through the whole house on the Express? <laughs> the Holy Grail. So, goodness gracious, that's too deep of a question to just say generically. But you need a central connection to your speakers, right? Which would be your receiver, right? right? So that receiver has to have the ability to play to, to multiple speakers and multiple zones, right? So okay. you have to be able to choose a source. That source would be spot. many current receivers like have Spotify or what have you. So in your case, you could choose your TV because your receiver is right there in your, in your living room. And right. if a TV is a smart TV, you could bring up apps that can then play music. You could play YouTube. You can play all sorts of different apps on smart TVs, right? Right, And I so you turn your TV's screen off, you tell it to play YouTube through your receiver, and now you're playing whatever music through the house. Also, many receivers nowadays have the ability to couple them with Bluetooth, the same way these portable Bluetooth speakers you might have in your patio would work, right? Right. So you take your smartphone running your iTunes or whatever device you use to run your iTunes, connect it via Bluetooth to your receiver, and your receiver plays to your speakers. You don't have to do anything else. You're all done. Um, and most people use their phones for everything. So there's many ways to uh, connect it, but you need to have the technology to, from, from, your, from your receiver out. You could use a product called Sonos, too, which offers music. See, I'm not an expert in all this stuff. I don't do AV type of stuff oh, for a living. You gave me a lot to think about. You gave me a lot to think about, and I really appreciated the caller before that talking about the connections he was doing with his stereo system. It sounded good. Yeah, every now and again we have a stereo show. We get Bob Serio on uh, from Perfect Vision and Sound in Avon, and maybe it's the time to do that again. Okay. Hey, well, thank you very much. All right, Nick. Take care. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, I recently upgraded my sound system at a like the other caller with his 30-year-old system. My system was 20-plus years old and working perfectly. Um, but it didn't have some of the technology I wanted so that I could interface my phone with and be able to play things through the system that way. And so you have to upgrade, unfortunately. Let's go on a gym in, in uh, summers. Hey, Jim. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? 
Good. Uh, I have two questions. Actually, a, a comment and then a question, if I can remember the question after I make the comment. Okay. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, um, the uh, when you buy a, uh, I'm sure you know, but I'm not sure if some consumers know, but when you buy a, uh, a modem, mm-hmm. uh, uh, no, a router, yeah, a modem from like Comcast or Cox, don't they also have in there, it creates a hotspot in your neighborhood? That's true. So when you get services yeah. from Cox and Infinity, I actually saw on TV that the in the in the, in the great um, benevolent way, Infinity and Comca- Infinity is going to offer a hundred thousand hotspots for free. How do you think they have they- hundred thousand customers who bought uh, their modem? Correct, sir. So they're offering everybody else's internet to. <laughs> So yes, uh, and they'll tell you, oh, you know, we, even though you're offering yourself as a Wi-Fi hotspot to the guy next door, um, it doesn't affect your ba- your your bandwidth. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't want somebody else surfing on my connection. Yeah, you know, because I have a an account in Florida for a, a condo down there. Yeah. Um, for through Xfinity. Yeah. And then up here, I got hotspots all over the place for Xfinity. Yeah, you can turn you can turn them off. You can ask them to turn them off. The problem is if they ever default the modem, guess what will happen? They'll come back on. No, you know what I mean is I bought my uh, my modem through Costco in Florida. Oh, sure. Not an Xfinity modem, but up, up, no matter where you go, as long as you have an uh, Xfinity account, you can get anyone else's who right. can buy it from anyone. But Oh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you that you need to be aware of that. And for most businesses, they're not even aware of it. So I, I, I let them know, hey. You, know, you just let your whole your whole uh, building share your Wi-Fi if they're if they're Xfinity customers. So I'd tell them to turn it off or ask them to turn yeah. it off. They opt you in um, by default. Yeah. The other question I have is uh, I can't listen to you on my smartphone in front of my house because my router is in the back of the house. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I get too much static on the radio, so yeah. that's what I like doing with, you know through the TIC app. But if I took um, went on Amazon and bought one of those fifty foot antenna wire extenders could that technically you know if i snaked it up through the attic and then down through the outside of the house on the front of the house would that be sufficient to give me a single or is that uh antenna extension wire too long i've never done any kind of antenna extensions for wi-fi this is for wi-fi correct yeah i've never done that myself so i couldn't tell you if that how that works i would recommend rather that you get another access point so that you could yeah. broadcast Wi-Fi uh, additionally, or you get one of those um, extenders. Netgear yeah, has I an extender. Yeah, it, it come, it goes on, it comes off, goes on, comes off. You know, well, it may not be not a good reliable. Check out Netgear. I'm not sure what brand you chose. Um, I've got a Netgear in my home, and it works well. Um, so you can try those things. I don't know about the antenna idea. Maybe that. Have you ever done that, Bob? I, I actually haven't done it, but. They give you the ability a lot of times to run a cable and put it outside or what have you. Hmm. So you can try it. I guess it might be cheap to try. I I don't know. I I don't know. Do they make special outdoor antennas for something like that? Oh yeah, they have. We have Wi-Fi outdoor antennas that are amazing. Those are access points. So if you just get wire uh, outdoor access points and uh, connect them hardwired back to your router, boom, you've got a whole another two hundred and fifty foot bubble of Wi-Fi. Oh, maybe I'll do that then. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, access points is the direction we'd recommend. So you've got your internal yeah. firewall router, and then if you need more coverage, you run a, a wire to the spot that needs more coverage and add another access point to broadcast that bubble, right? 
Yeah. But I've never extended an antenna. With my luck, lightning will hit it and blow up. To be honest with you, I got to tell you, I really like, and I think it's competitive, those ubiquities that we sell. Mm. So you can manage it from your network, but you can have your network extend if you need. You can get two of them and they work together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is great. That's for the business line, yeah. But you can even get cheaper ones than that. Let's go on to um, Pat in uh, Albany, New York. Hey, Pat. Yes, sir. What's going on? How you doing? Uh, My wife and I happen to be driving up. We pulled along the side of the road. Yeah. I caught your radio show. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Clark Howard, and you guys are giving out very good information. So I wrote down, I had my wife write down the, uh, you know, the radio station and the name of your show, the whole bit. So, Thanks. Uh, anyway, uh, your your prior caller, yeah, had and, and you guys were talking about the buying your own modem, and that's a great idea. Yeah, a lot of people of a certain generation, maybe like myself, the only reason we're holding off on that is because if you ever have a problem. You worry about how they're going to help you with customer service because it's not their product. Well, I would contend they would help you no differently. Oh, that, <laughs> they're not going to come out any faster with their modem and your modem. <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, I had a problem in the past with the modem. I call customer service, and the guy's very, very helpful. And I always wonder, because they always try to scare you by saying, well, if it's not our product, yeah. You know, we can't guarantee that this is going to work or that's going to work. And, and so, right. And that's a fair statement in general. However, a 50-buck modem pays for itself rather fast. So the odds of you having some sort of major issue where you need to call their support and deal with a quote-unquote modem issue on them service, giving you Internet service to your, your home should be fairly low. I would tell you it's a, it's a risk well worth taking. I've never had to call them for issues. In my, I'm just a regular guy like you. Um, I've never had any internet issues where I got to call Cox and tell them to help me out with my problem. And worst case, if my modem is bad, I just go buy another fifty dollars modem rather than rent it forever. So I think you're always ahead in that case, and I don't think they treat you any differently, any better or worse. <laughs> it's a cable company for crying out loud. How much worse could it get? So if you've had your cable modem over a year, you've already uh, offset the cost of, let's say, two oh, yeah. cable modems. Right. So, you know, you're ahead. if you have to go out and replace it and then call them up and give them the new MAC address, you're all set. You're still ahead of the game. Yeah. Okay. And the when when buying a modem, is yeah. there, uh, you just, of course, you're just, I'm, I'm a big fan of just spending a few extra bucks up front and getting the best quality thing that I could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, are there certain brand names or certain specs that I need to look for? But generally, if you go to any of your local staples in New York or wherever, they're going to actually have the right modem for the job based on the carriers that are in your area. Um, if you spend a 50 buck or more amount on a modem, that'll be good enough quality. Really, if you want to protect and give your modem the best chance of life, add a UPS. Give it clean power. Protect it from spikes and surges. Now, all of a sudden, that $50 modem will give you a whole lot longer lifespan rather than taking every hit that your, your home takes every time your dishwasher kicks on. Sounds good. And as far as the as far as the router goes, also, yeah. What's the most current spec on that? Oh, brother. Uh it's not AC. Um, it's what's the uh, we have to look that up for you, Pat. We'll put a link out for you. I don't have it off the top of my head. The Doxis three is the um, you know, modem, or Doxis four is the modem spec. But that really relates to your your carrier internet provider. For the router, we'll take a look. But again, even if you put the most current spec. Your individual phones and your devices have to be able to support that spec. 
right? So if your if your phone is a eight hundred two eleven G phone, it won't take advantage of the AC connection. Okay, but if AC is the most current, AC uh, is the most current. Right it is. Yes, it is. Wow, oh, damn, I am good. <laughs> okay, good. Just just want to make sure I'm buying current equipment. And yeah. uh, I, one other thing, you yeah. guys also were talking about the stereo. I also. Once again, a man of a certain generation of a dinosaur. Yeah. And just like your caller, that uh, prior. Yeah. I, I have a, a thirty-year-old stereo that's still rock solid. Oh yeah. That I use. As yeah. do I. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought it freshman year of college. It's a Hitachi. It's a, a Hitachi receiver. Nice. And that thing still works like gold. And I'm looking also now that I've built up a, a library of music on a. On an MP3 device, yeah. Or I would bet. ITunes. Yeah, I would bet you could interface it with a RCA cable. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm looking to do. Sure. Yeah, so you go RCA to whatever, or a mini DIN. Yeah, and then you could just play it. You know, stick your uh, iPod right there on the right next to the receiver and play your music that way. It's got to be a way to go from mini DIN to RCA to get you your your stereo and get your music that way. That should still exist. No problem. Sounds good. Well, listen, guys, keep up the good work, and uh, you just gained a new fan out there. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, Yeah, guys. you too. Bye-bye. You too. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough to try to get all this technology to interface and, and work well together. I mean, RCA. <laughs> can be a challenge. Well, I have an old uh, stereo that's rock solid, and I would argue the older stereos are built better because oh, yeah. they have uh, – you know, more inductors and capacitors, and they're bigger and they're heavier, so it handles the fluctuation. Sometimes in the, the sound. bigger and the heavier. Like, oh, did they put like a steel plate in there to give it that extra girth? Well, if they did, they did it for a reason mm. an electronic reason, not for cost reason. Because you paid at that time, you paid a lot of money for those, for the oh, good yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it's quality, man. It's quality. So, yeah, we, we should probably consider having Bob Stereo back uh, to talk about what's going on with home. Audio and theater and all that fun stuff with 4K is such a convergence. But the other problem is it's a, is a the the problems you have to make all this stuff work when you want to use it. I think I've given you the example over and over again that when I flip over to Netflix on my Samsung up in the bedroom, half the time it wants to do an update. And being the geek that I am, for some crying out loud reason, I click OK, and 20 minutes later, my wife and I are asleep. And we can't watch Netflix. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't take 20 minutes to get your internet connection going. Um, if you looked at the fight, right, that big fight between what's his name and what's his name, and that was a big issue was streaming the fight. Well, in the old days, you just put an antenna up and guess what you got to see? The fight. Mm. There's people, there's millions of them that didn't get to see the fight that they paid for. And then there was millions still that stole it. Yeah, using hacking. So you didn't have to have somebody hold the antenna and wave their their arm up and down to get the picture. Well, well, I used to use a little <laughs> rabbit ears at home and some some tin foil, but we could see the thing. It was grainy and blurry, but it worked. There you go. Right? I mean, how frustrating! You would have a party for a fight, and then your stream would die because all these hackers out there are stealing it somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, this is the year 2017, and we can't figure out how to broadcast a, a fight. You you gotta laugh. I mean, that's just ridiculous. The last thing I'll bring up really quick, my refrigerator died. You've had this problem with your own oh, refrigerator. Absolutely. Yours was an LG. Mine's a GE. Four years old. Now, it, what died was a fan. That was what died in mine. Guess what? It's discontinued. 
You can't get an equivalent part number? Well, there's equivalent I have to wait a week for. So oh, it's yeah. a refrigerator is sort of working with some – we figured it a uh, finagle to get it, to kind of get it working. My point is, though, the, the repairman's going to come back with this fan on a four-year-old refrigerator, and then he has to do a firmware update. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to update the flipping firmware on a refrigerator. All I want so, is cold milk. So it can actually order you more milk as it's I don't want it to order me more milk. <laughs> Thankfully, I got two boys now are finally in college, and UConn can deal with all that milk they're gonna they're gonna drink. And I'm not. You know, thankfully, that meal plan isn't all you can eat because they're milking those cows dry. <laughs> oh, they have cows at UConn too. Oh, well, thank goodness! And probably the best ice cream in the state. But the, yeah, oh, definitely. But the issue with the the fact that he's got to stick a thumb drive in my refrigerator to update a firmware is mind blowing. To fix the fan. Yeah. <laughs> now the other thing about my refrigerator that's kind of weird. It'll tell you how what the temperature is, right? So we woke up in the morning, and the freezer's at one degree, and the refrigerator's at 67. That's not good. When you put the the little cup under there to get your water, it makes a, a very pleasant little ding-a-ling-a-ling. I'm pouring you water. And then when you do ice, it makes a little pleasant ding-a-ling-a-ling. I'm giving you ice. But when the temperature is 67 degrees, do you think it tells you anything? <laughs> Does it even alert you or warn you? A little ah, ah, ah. That'd be nice. No. <laughs> it knows it's 67 degrees, though. It knows it, but nothing's connected to any danger, technology. Danger, right. danger. <laughs> you give me a silly ding-a-ling-a-ling to pour my water and a ding-a-ling-a-ling for my ice cubes, but no warning whatsoever that everything is spoiling. Come on. Oh, you know what? Mm. My wife found a nice trick on the internet. Yeah. So like the people down in Florida, yeah. if they want to find out if their their power went out long enough for their food to spoil, mm. what they tell you to do is take a bowl, yeah. a plastic bowl, put it in the freezer before, you know, it gets too close yeah. and freeze it solid. Yep. Then take a quarter and put it on top of the ice mm-hmm. and put that in your in your uh freezer yeah okay if you lose enough power to where you come back and the power gets restored yeah but the quarters on the bottom of the bowl underneath the ice Mm -hmm. that means you lost power and your food's probably bad okay but if you come back and that quarters at the top of the ice it means that if you lost power it wasn't enough for everything to thaw out your food's probably still good i'm going to make a guess that florida's power is going to be out for long enough for that food to be bad i guess probably about a week we wish them all the best down there in florida and uh and hopefully everyone is safe as they can be Stick around. Dr. Lessie's up next with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Everything we talked about is posted live today at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com. If you follow us on the old Twitter at Tab Computer Sys, it'll be there as well. And also, if you like us on Facebook at Tab Computer Systems, it'll go to your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy. Thank you very much. You'll see them next week. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.